Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and flying solo today. So talk and text. I will definitely try my hardest to keep up with both. And uh, if the last couple of weeks have been any indication, it could be a little bit tough, but I will definitely try. Um, it's a nice little rain this morning, I guess. After everybody planted lots of flowers and trees and shrubs and all that over the last few days. and uh, But I'm just going to point out, even when it rains like this, any newly planted trees, shrubs, and even your flowers don't really get enough water from this rain. You still got to get out and get the water down into the root zone. Um, when it sprinkles like this, it's going to water the first half inch, maybe one inch down into your soil. And then nothing gets into that root ball that you dug in um, a foot to two feet to three feet. Depends if you got big caliper trees um, planted. Um, we see this quite a bit. Slow deep watering. Put the hose on your plants. Slow trickle. Those sweating hoses work great. Uh, tree bags work awesome. Put those around your trees and you can move them around. Water each tree. Give them that slow deep watering. And you'll see a big difference in your trees and shrubs. So um, that would be my recommendation. Even with this rain, we still need to add a little bit of water um, to get it down into the into the root zone. And here I got a quick question here. I've had this weeping carrigana for years. I think this black appeared only last year. Any idea what's going on? I'm afraid I'm going to have to take it down. Um, I would just prune off. You have all kinds of little stubs. And the worst thing when people do pruning, and when you leave stubs, um, it opens it up because the plant can't heal properly. So you end up with these little stubs, so it invites disease, pests, all kinds of things into your tree. But most of the black, that's sort of the caragana characteristic on the on the trunk. It's not that, that's fine. Um, but I would definitely cut all those little stubs you got sticking out um, get them a little bit closer. There's a little collar, and you can see if you follow it right to the close of the main trunk, you'll see a little a little uh, lump almost, and that's what we call the collar. So you want to prune just past the collar, and then you're going to get uh, uh, good healing, and your plants will do a lot better, and especially in your trees and shrubs. That's why we do recommend anything larger than kicking off a couple branches. You call a professional arborist in, and I know our guys from Prune It Up, um, have been out doing a fabulous job. We got three crews out there right now um, working hard. We got two of the 60 foot bucket trucks. So if you have somewhere high we need to reach, we can get up there and get that all looked after for you. And we've just, we're, I was chatting with Mark um, yesterday regarding birch leaf miner. And there's been a lot of research done lately where permethrin ambush. Is getting better results than the injections on some of the birch leaf miner or the same. So, which is good news. Like, it's um, the Trazon has worked quite well. I know we had a whole bunch of customers, we got that done and getting the systemic, the timing is vital on that. And I know we got them all done um, in the appropriate time, which was good. I know there's other guys out there doing it as well. But what I'd really like to say right now is that if you do have birch trees, a product called Ambush, and you spray it on the ground, spray it up the trunk, get them from when they're crawling up and and flying up into that till they get into your leaves, and that's where they cause all the damage. And they get in there and they suck everything out from the inside out. Um, but 
there's been quite a few studies on this where the permethrin is given us great results and the product that has that mainly is ambush and uh, you can use it with a hose end sprayer or a pump sprayer something like that and uh, that will definitely help you out with your birch leaf miner and for all the Catoni Aster heads I got one coming up here on the phone line so I'm going to go to Nora good morning Nora good morning how are you doing the weather is beautiful. <laughs> is it? No, I don't mind a little rain. It's kind of nice, right? It's just kind of nice, peaceful rain. It's quiet. You hear it uh, hitting the eave troughs. It's nice. Yeah. No, it's very nice. Uh, anyway, my hedge, I phoned in last year, mm-hmm. and I didn't get down to your shop to buy that spray. Pure, pure spray green. Yeah. But I sprayed it just from, you know, from a box store. And it's still pretty bad. Yeah, you need the pure spray green. It's, I have uh, some now. I've okay, got- and right now is the perfect time, and that's what I was going to mention, Nora. Sorry for cutting you off. It because um, a lot of the arborists around town they have a like a little chat line, and when they start seeing the scale fly in. Like it starts getting out mm-hmm. before it sets in and sets the scale on your plants. Right now is the time to spray them. They're out in full force. So, and I like to recommend you kind of do it now, maybe again in five days and again in five days. And then hopefully that will get them under bay. But the, when the damage is done, did you cut your Catoni Astro Hedge right down to the ground? or? No, I didn't. I didn't do that last year. Yeah. Is it, how, what kind of shape is it in? It's a... Well, it's getting pretty uh, woody, like there's no leaves on there. Yeah, so what you need to do is you need to get somebody in to take that right down to the ground, and that it's called rejuvenation. And then that way, your Catonia Astridge, all that energy is going into new growth. You're not wasting all that good energy trying to revive that old wood. So you just take it right down to the ground, like sort of four inches off the ground. Okay. And... uh, Get that looked after, and then your hedge can grow up nice and uh, and uh, be revived. So I can do it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good to get rid of all that dead wood. You have to, and it's not. Ideally, it would have been better to do it a little bit earlier, but uh, it, it's totally fine right now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Merle. You're very welcome. Thanks, Nora. And if you need any help with that, you can give the the boys down to prune it up. They'd love to come down and look after that for you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Nora. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I'm going to go... Where am I at? I'm going to go all the way down to High River. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, Mary? Oh, wonderful. Oh, this wonderful rain. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, it? I, we really need it, Merle. Yeah. For, you know, it was windy and dry and little spots of rain, but this good one is a soaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Anyway... Sago Hawthorne. Nice, eh? My Charlie Brownie. Yeah, how's it, it doing? It looks terrible. That's the it, one it, for a couple of years ago? How come it takes so long the, to leaf out? They're slowest. The, the, Hawthorne they're is slower than molasses in January. Yeah, they're like the ash tree. Like the green ashes and stuff are oh, still. There's okay. a lot of those are, aren't leafed out yet either. Oh, aren't they? Oh, no, okay. even in our tree lot, when I if I look at the ones that we we have in our nursery, yeah, um, the hawthorns are just starting to bud out. Like they're the last ones. So, oh, okay. 
Yeah, all right, because it looks pretty scraggy. That's no, and that's unfortunately when you see all the other trees leafed out, and you look over and you see one that's not. Yeah, well, it's right beside my flowering uh, crab. A, there's a, and that probably looks beautiful right now. Yeah, my flowering crab is gorgeous. So that's kind of the good thing, though, when you have the hawthorn, because they always bloom later on, right? So yeah, they get well, leafed out true. first of July. Yeah. So you get yeah. these blooming in June. Your hawthorn will bloom in July. Yeah. And uh, yeah, more so it staggers than absolutely. Year, yeah, you don't get this. to give you a better vision. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and then they do make berries. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and some people say they eat them, but I don't know if they're I would. Wee ones, so but the flowers smell like oh, they're gorgeous, Merle. Yes. Go and smell them sometimes. No, I they're, I do all the time. I love walking through yeah, the tree lot and yeah. just. Okay. Anyway, you have a good day. You too. I'm glad it rained because some old farmer told me a long time ago, in this country, we're always two weeks away from a drought. <laughs> there you go. So look for some more rain next next weekend. Weeks. Yep. Another week, 18th, 20th. All right. <laughs> Thanks, <Oregon>. Mary. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Right, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, got a question here on the text line. How often should I f- fertilize my shrubs, such as nine barks, dogwoods, etc.? I like to fertilize sort of every couple of weeks if you can. You don't have to. Um, every two to three weeks is great if you're fertilizing, um, you're flowering once, use a 15, 30, 15. Or if you just want to use a good all-purpose 2020, the Green It Up All-Purpose 2020 water-soluble fertilizer is great. Um, and I was going to say, if you have hanging baskets or your annual flowering pots, if you want them to perform throughout the whole summer, is just get on a regular weekly fertilizer program where you fertilize them all, either like I said before, like 15, 30, 15, 20, 20, 20 is a great one. It's good all purpose. It'll keep them looking good all the way through the summer and uh, and just ensuring that they're in big enough pots because once we do get summer here rolling, it gets pretty dry and warm and some of the smaller pots that I see, just they won't have enough soil in them to last throughout the whole summer so if you're looking at your pots and they're looking a little bit small and you have a whole bunch of flowers in them you might want to look at uh, transplant those into a little bit bigger pot to last throughout the the whole summer i'm gonna take a quick break and uh when i get back we'll hit the phone lines you're listening to uh, let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's trusted garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to Irene, and she's down in High River as well. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, I have a Japanese lilac tree that I noticed uh, the interior is lacking some leaves. Yeah. Um, It's about 19 years old. Okay. And... Uh, it looks healthy otherwise, but I think uh, this has been going on, I'd say, the last two years. It just, I see the branches, yeah. and some of them do have a few leaves on top, but then, the you know, the twigs. Yeah, and what, what's been going on, lilac is another, it's a fairly hardwood, um, especially the Japanese tray lock. So what it needs to do is you need to do, our falls have been really hard on a lot of these type of trees, like maples, lilacs. Um, even some of the apples, some of the harder fruit ones, right? And uh, and and ones like lilacs, 
is do really you got to water well into the fall as well, like in September, October. Okay. And we've had really dry falls the last couple of years. Right. And then that's been desiccating. Then the trees, when we get that really cold stuff in January, there's nothing in there. They almost freeze dry because there's nothing there. Like there's no moisture in the in the tree to freeze. So it's freeze drying the actual wood. Mm. And so what I would do is I would get yourself some Rage Plus. You know, I have some. I awesome. Have, so give yep. put your soaker hose down around your drip line of the of the. And today's a perfect day because it's already raining. Right. Put the hose out there as well, and just give it a really good soaking till about two this afternoon. Just a real slow trickle out there, mm-hmm. and then give it a couple five gallon pails full of the Rage Plus, because that bottle of Rage Plus will make three hundred and thirty three liters. Like I don't know the exact; it's five mils per liter. Right. So you say about uh, two five gallon. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. do it today. Do it, give it another shot in about four or five days. Okay. Um, and Rage Plus, it actually it can push tissue back. It can bring tissue back to life and push life back into some of those branches if it's not totally dead all the way up to the top. So yeah, it's not. It you know it looks. Yeah, it sounds like a prime candidate for this. It just needs some rejuvenation, and and then possibly once you get it a little bit better health in the fall. Maybe look at calling an arborist and just give it maybe a little trim out some of it if there's any dead damage or disease branching in the middle there. Right, right. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, so just give it a really good drink. Okay. And, and then the Rage Plus, because that gets it. It's like a super compost in a bottle. It brings it back to life from the inside out. So. Right. I have been watering it, but I guess not enough. Yeah, and that, it's really important in the fall. And that's mm-hmm. sort of when we turn off our gardening mind, sort of when we hit October, we don't think sometimes about our trees. But the last couple of years have been really dry right up until December. Mm-hmm. And then we've been getting lots of snow, but by that time the ground's frozen and the moisture isn't in the ground. And that's why we're getting lots of freeze drying. And a lot of spruce trees, we see a lot of desiccation on our spruce trees this year. Right. So you think it, it will come back? Yeah, a, a very good chance. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, Thanks, bye-bye. Irene. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to George. Good morning, George. Hey, good morning. How can I help you? Well, I got those lovely, friendly red lily beetles on my lilies that are coming up, and nice. I'm wondering how can I eradicate these guys because they're um, already hungry. Yes, um, one of the best products we're finding is either Ambush or Pure Spray Green, um, okay. and then just you have to be fairly diligent. It's almost like a daily get out, give them a quick little spray, um, and then. <laughs> Because if they're not there one day, it's because they're all contact sprays, right? Right. Um, so, and this, whenever you see them, squish them. If you see them there, just give them the old between the fingers yeah. method. It works good. So, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's all you can really do. And then just ensure that you're fertilizing to help them get through that as well. Because the, they're sucking all the, all the nutrients and everything out of the lilies. Uh-huh. So if you're giving them a shot of fertilizer, like a 15, 30, 15, something like that, that'll help push them through that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. And I got a text from someone. She has, it looks like a goose planter um, with a big geranium in there. Um, That one looks, it's pretty close. There's not a lot else in there. Just ensure that you fertilize that all the way through the whole season um, once a week, um, 15, 30, 15. And then the other shrub, it says, should I cut off all this dead stuff? Absolutely. Just rejuvenate, remove all those dead tops on that. That way it'll come up from the bottom and you'll be totally fine. It should look great in no time. All right. 
And where are we at for time? We've got a bit of time. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Marlene. Good morning, Marlene. Oh, hello, Merle. How can I help um, you? I, I think you've answered my questions, but I'm still going to ask a okay. bit more. It's about the lilacs and uh, what you're saying. My lilacs are about, they're over 30 years old. There's three of them. Yeah. And they've, I've never seen them look so unwell. You know, the leaves are late, the flowers, the flowers look okay, but the leaves are small. So I was wondering what might have caused that. And you're saying maybe it's the last two dry falls. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you got to think when that lilac pushes out in the, in the spring, how much moisture in that it needs. And if there's nothing in the ground there for it to take off, as right. well, it, 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 and trees and shrubs will use their own natural um, self-defense mechanism. And what they'll do is they'll shut down the, the leaves a bit. They'll make them smaller. They won't push them as much because it just doesn't have enough energy in it to, to grow. So watering early spring is important as well, but in the fall when they go to bed. So that way the moisture and the nutrients are there. First thing in the spring when they start taking off and building all their tissues up, to push all those great leaves, and if there's nothing there, like I said, it just shuts itself down. So, okay, but it'll come back. If Absolutely. You... So again, I would what I'd recommend is really good deep watering, as long as there's no dead branches through that, because sometimes lilacs need that rejuvenation. I've taken quite a few hedges down or lilacs right down to the ground, and it's amazing how fast they grow back up. Oh, good. Um, but no, I would you're... just I would just give yours. Sounds like you just give it a give it a really good drink. And I would make sure you're giving it some fertilizer. Fifteen thirty fifteen would be great for that. Fifteen thirty fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. And so you talked about Rage Plus as yeah. well. Yeah. Do both? Um, no, I would just do either or. Um, the Rage Plus would be another great one to get it going. Um, it does sound like the other, um, the lady on the other line had a bit more of deadwood up. So I, okay. the, the Rage Plus pushes a little bit more. Sounds like you're just, you just need a bit of a, a, a boost of fertilizer and maybe some water. So either either one of those would be great for you. Okay, and is there an expiry on these fertilizers? I have no. some that. As long as you keep them cool and dark, um, they're fine. Okay, 15, 30, 50. 15. Yeah, you want the okay. high middle number for all your flowering shrubs and that, and it's okay. also for the roots. Okay, thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, need to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with David. Good morning, David. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, we're looking at getting an ornamental crab with pink blooms. Okay. Uh, we, want, we want a tree that grows quickly and is a really good size. And we've been looking at the gladiator and courageous, but I'm just wondering if you could make some suggestions. Cause I those, two, said, those two are a couple of my favorite, to be honest. Um, a, friend, a friend said the gladiator tends to be kind of small. Is that right? Well, it, it's 15 feet wide by 15 to 20 feet high. So oh, it's still, a, yeah, I know it's a nice vase shape. It's great for most yards where it's not just overtaking. And none of them are really fast growing. If you water properly, fertilize, like they're a, they're a good growing tree, but they're not a, like a fast growing. We have some great ones in like 20 gallon pots right now, which are right. nice and easy to plant, but they're a good size. 
Um, actually, I planted three in my yard instead of columnar aspens. I like to put three of them together. They make a good little bit of a privacy screen. Oh, that would, yeah. Yeah, because um, you get that high vase shape, and they work well. Sure, and my wife's actually quite partial from looking online and seeing the Courageous. That one's okay, too? Yeah, very similar tree, a little bit lighter leaves on it. Like They don't have the quite the dark crimson leaves as the as the gladiator, oh, but I see. Uh, it's a little bit of a more of a copper-colored leaf. Interesting, great. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Both great trees, um, and uh, we got them in all sizes, so it's kind of nice if you are walking through our tree lot. You can see them in the caliper size, so what the potted ones are going to look like. We have them in 20-gallon, and we have them in the smaller 5, 10, and 15-gallon. So. I'll come down and have a look. That awesome. Great. Thanks. thanks Talk, take care. See Bye you, David. Now. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Nicole. Good morning, Nicole. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, I have a kind of a two-part question. Okay. So my planter box is just about ready for my first garden. Okay. And I was curious how, how late is too late to plant. What are you going to plant? Um, everything. I've got tomatoes, beans, uh, yeah. um, peppers. Yeah, right now, um, the peppers you, and the tomatoes, you want to get them in sooner rather than later if you're starting them from seed. Um, but if you have bedding out, you'll be fine. I know we still have lots of tomatoes and some peppers and stuff. Um, but all the, a lot of the other stuff, like lettuce, radishes, all that kind of stuff, um, you can seed usually even two or three times because some of them, um, like your radishes come up two or three weeks, you're harvesting, and then you can always seed them again and seed them again in the same spot over and over. So Okay, perfect. And then in regards to filling it, we were kind of going to do a – gravel bottom for drainage and then i was curious what do you how big, recommend how big for, are they oh i've got about we're going to need 16 yards okay to fill it. it's two big raised garden beds okay so if you need 60 yards, i would just i would get the garden like the garden blend okay we have it in bulk so we can deliver it right down to your place or uh and and if you have access like that's a lot like that's a like two of the two of our dump trucks that are full. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna need quite a bit. And then, would you mix compost in with no, that? No, that already has everything mixed in. Anything other, I would mix in some lighter stuff. Like even like just in the rows where you're planting, I would even add like we have the black gold organic um, veggie um, potting soil. Okay. Because it's just, it's a lot lighter, right? You just don't want to add too much in there. And compost is good, but if you get too much going, it, it ends up burning. There's too much nitrogen. It, I, I see more sometimes harm done by compost than good sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and, okay. and you want to get it light because the garden mix already has compost, has a bunch of stuff in it mixed in there already. Okay. So then now you just want to, um, wherever you're planting, if you want to like just, just create a like hoe out a, a row, right? Like make a little trough in the soil and then yeah. just fill that trough with, with the potting soil in each of those lines and then that way it just lightens up and then kind of just mix that in and then go through and seed it up. Okay. Okay, and if we're doing a, a little smaller section um, that I was just going to put like some strawberries and whatnot, do this the same thing? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. All okay. right. And uh, like I said, we have lots of that in stock and we deliver, so you're good to go. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. 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 
And just let everyone know I'm not giving away any big yellow bags today. We're moved on to uh, to something else this week. And, uh, but uh, but we'll, it'll, you'll find out what I'm giving away here in a bit. I just have to find the right person. All right. I'm going to go to uh, Yakko, I believe. Is it Yakko? Pardon me? Is your name, is it Yakko? Joyce. Oh. typed Yakko. Oh, no, it says tree question right here. Yakko. Okay. Hi. How can I help you? Hi, Joyce. I can help you. It's Joyce, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I pressed the wrong one. Yeah, so, okay. Well, you go back to the one you're supposed to be Sorry on. about that. Sorry, Gord. That was my fault. I blamed him right away. It was my, my bad eyes. Hi, Yakko. Hi, how are you? <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you're probably wondering, where are you? You're talking, but I can't hear you. Um, did I get your name correct? Yes. Okay. Yako. Awesome. All right, how can I help you're, you? Your show is great company for work. I work on Sundays, and I don't miss any <laughs> any episodes. Oh, nice. It's great company, yeah. Awesome. I have a blue spruce. Okay. And it's got all damaged by the winter. It's all brown. And I put three fertilizing spikes. Yeah. And I see it's starting to come back, but I don't know if it will make it the next winter. What do you think? Yeah, it depends how bad it is. Um, what I would do is those tree spikes aren't going to be enough. So what I would do is really good deep watering right now, like put the soaker hose out there and just get some good deep watering, and then I'd probably fertilize with that a 30-10-10 for the evergreens. 30-10-10. Yeah. Because the spikes just sit there, unless you're watering lots to dissolve them, they're not going to do a ton, right? So if you're, you got to add, so get water really well, and then give that big spruce, give it like three or four pails of the 30-10-10. Is that a powder? Or? No, it's a water soluble. Yeah, it's a powder, and you mix it with water. You put a couple scoops into a pail, and then you can just dump the whole pail around the drip line of your tree. And the drip line's just on the outer edge of the of the tree branches. Right. And another thing is that there is this uh, company that's called West Coast Seeds, and yep. you guys uh, yeah, are we carry covered them. for them. Yeah. Yep. And they have like these uh, beneficial insects and. Um, be tours and do you guys have still in stock those those seats because they go quick yeah we do have we i'm not sure exactly what we have in stock but we have quite a bit of the west coast we just got a shipment in a couple days ago so we have a fair bit of seeds in right now and i know we're getting ladybugs and stuff like that in as well but we do have quite a few of the seeds in as well right now so awesome all right so you say 30 10 10 that's correct 30 10 10 Awesome, thank you. Thank okay, you very much. And just hose it down too. It doesn't even hurt to like get with a pressure nozzle. Just hose out some of the dead needles and stuff like that. It'll help uh, rejuvenate it. Right. All awesome. right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye bye. You too. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right. I got to take a break. You're listening to seven. Let's talk gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And a couple quick questions I'm getting off the text here, which come up all the time. Uh, quack grass in the garden or in your lawn. If it's all over the lawn, um, it, it, it's a tough one to get rid of. You almost block off an area. 
and then just spray it with Roundup, let it die, dig it out, and either patch it and put sod back in. If there's just small little pieces of quack, of quack grass, I like to just get a pipe like three or four inches wide or something like that diameter, put that over top of the of the quack grass, just spray the Roundup on that area. And same in the garden with your perennials and stuff. Just put the pipe over top, spray down the pipe. That way it only hits what it touches. And it basically neutralizes soon hits the soil. So the only thing, I wouldn't use it in veggie gardens and things like that. But in your shrub beds and things like that, it's definitely pretty safe. So just be careful with it. Obviously, use gloves and uh, not on windy or rainy days. And uh, you should be good to go on that. If it's in your lawn as well, using the Green It Up lawn fertilizer will help choke it out because a bluegrass, if it's nice and healthy, will is more evasive than the quackgrass, and it, it'll choke it out. It'll it'll take over it. So if you get a nice thick bluegrass, it it's amazing how thick it can get, and it just chokes out your weeds, quackgrass, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're getting into the close to the second or second application of the Green It Up lawn. Fertilizer. If you're looking to get uh, your grass greener than uh, everybody else on the block, you're, you'd be good to go on that. And these little rainy days are perfect for it. And here I get another question from Ken. It says, two questions. Leaf rollers on my towering aspens. I know. I've just seen them, and they've come out like crazy already. Um, the best thing is BTK or ambush works well. It's just hard once they get in there when they've already leaf uh, rolled the leaves. It's uh, it's tough to get in there after, and it's more aesthetic damage they do to the leaf, but that's all you can do is just ensure that you're fertilizing and watering those aspens really well to help get them through that, um, and you can try using BTK, and uh, if you can get into the leaf structure, or you can call an arborist, and some of us do the injections to get in there, and, and you can do that as well, but give that a try, and then one more ant's. Lots of ants in these dry years, so that slow, deep watering helps with that. And then we have diatomaceous earth um, works well over top of those. And then we also have the ant out in a good spray. You can spray those areas in your grass, and uh, that will definitely help get rid of those in those areas. I'm going to go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, uh, Merrill. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. How can I help you? You're talking about quack grass. Uh, I've got an invasive weed called a bellflower. Yeah, it's nasty. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> what your, are your ideas in getting rid of it? Well, we used to, and it used to be a good product um, that we had before, but they've taken it off the market. But now the Killex is our next best thing to go after the bellflower. Yeah. And you have to be fairly diligent. So it's hitting it sort of every four or five days for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And and then that should get rid of it, and it won't kill your grass either. It's a selective broad leaf herbicide. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just be careful if it's in with other trees. Um, just cover it with uh, with a pipe or something again, so you're just spraying the bellflower. Right. But right. it's right. it's super invasive, and uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another very quick question. Yep. Uh, just planted a new apple tree, and... and uh, it's sprouting little apples already. Should we leave the apples on it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, for sure. If there's tons on it and it starts weighing it down where it's too heavy for the branches, do selective picking, like cut a third of them off or something so you're not weighing the branches way down, especially when it's young. Yeah. Absolutely. And then your energy goes to fulfilling those more fruit will, will grow nicer. 
Right, right, right. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your show. Thanks, Sean. I enjoy doing it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. I'm going to go down to Elaine. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, I'm I'm hoping you can help me. Um, a year ago or so, I decided to start a new planting area in my farmyard, and I researched out a whole bunch of shrubs, different ones for different textures and deer resistance and drought yeah. resistance. So this spring, they all came very well, except for the tiger eye staghorn sumac. Mm. I was about ready to replace it, and here it's got a few shoots. I, I was going to say they're they're late. Like they're always they wait till it's nice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they know better. I think because it has been cool. Yeah, you know it has, and those are always they they're a little bit later coming up. Like they're they need it a little bit warmer, and then that'll trigger those to come up. They're always one that, and they don't look great over the winter, right? They kind of look like they're dead. Well, this, I mean, it was only a gallon size last spring, yeah. so, you know, they had good snow cover, no, awesome. no predators got into them, and like I said, everything else has come wonderfully, and yeah. so I was just wondering, is just, it worth waiting for this absolutely. one? If, it, if you start out with that small pot, absolutely, because the root will be there, so just... Ensure, give it a good drink right now. I would hit it with a fertilizer, like either like a 20-20-20, something like that, or Rage Plus if you use that. Um, but I would definitely give it a shot of fertilizer okay. and a good drink. And, well, they uh, all had a good drink this spring. You know, first spring yeah. I watered them all very well. Perfect. And we've actually had really nice rains. It's raining right now. Yeah, but even on this rain, like you said, it usually only gets in. Our soil... In, in southern Alberta here is fairly heavy clay, right? So it, mm-hmm. it does, the water doesn't soak in that great. So a lot of times when we get the good rain, sometimes it doesn't it soaks in a bit, but it doesn't get much more than an inch or two down. So we okay. got to we got to put the hose on some of those spots and just give them that little extra water right in those spots where our, where our plants are. Well, I'm, I'm worrying about actually um, killing them with love and overwatering. You know, that's my concern. I don't want them sitting yeah. in water if it's a yeah. clay. Yeah, no, no, you, you should be fine. Like I said, if you only do it once a week or something like that, you'll be fine. And just get give them a shot of fertilizer to give them that boost. And How then, often should I fertilize? I like to do it every, like, once a week or every two weeks, only up until mid-July. And okay. then, and you can do... Because by the time it gets in the soil, works. But you want to stop mid-July to end of July because that's, unfortunately, we start slowing down and getting ready for winter already. So we're only a month away from that. So Okay, I, I just did want to ask you, if in case this one doesn't work out, I, yep. I'm looking for a yellow, sh- you know, ornamental shrub. And I'm looking at the show-off forsythia. Is that something that might do well? Yeah, the forsythia, it's a great shrub for here in Southern America. It gives you that great spring show. But you only get yellow for a short period of time, right? Because oh. it only blooms early spring before it leaves out. Oh. And then it's then it leaves out, and then it just looks like a green shrub. Oh, because in, in the pictures, of course, yeah, they show off. Yellow. Yeah, they show off the yellow flowers. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a one-time early spring hit with a big yellow bloom. Looks fabulous. But then it shuts down. If you're looking for continuous yellow, I'd go to um, like a yellow nugget, nine bark, or a barberry, or some of the spireas have that yellow color. Color. Yeah, the nine bark and the uh, barberry, they seem to do well here. Nine barks are awesome. One of my favorite. So. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have Appreciate a good one. It. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roel Coombs, and I'm going to go to Jamie. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. How can I help you? Of course. Um, I have a uh, large, probably like a 32-foot spruce tree in my front yard, and the branches are just slowly dying, so it doesn't have a lot of fullness to it. Is it Um, on the inside of the tree mainly or is it the outside branches are dying as well um it's a little bit of both let me just take a quick look actually yeah if it's on the inside it's a it's a normal shedding process but as i've mentioned to a few other people um these past winters have been really hard on a lot of our spruce trees i'm seeing lots of desiccation on them yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So there is some new growth on the inside that's trying to come out, but you know, the, it looks like it's just kind of dying throughout these. Yeah, and, um, and what they need once in a while, like I know, like our arborists, they go up and they call the it's a needle cl- or a spruce clean or a spruce thin. They climb yeah. up through the center of the spruce tree. And they remove all the dead, damaged, disease branching up in the middle. And it's amazing yeah. how it looks after they're done. Like, it just cleans them right up. Like, they well, just... I called an arborist, and, and I said, can we save the tree? And he said, no. Yeah. Um, you could. Is there a way, if you could text me a picture, or you can yeah. have Mark, like, you can have our arborist come out and have a look at it. Um, yeah. And you can reach Mark. Do you have a pen? I can give you his number uh, here real quick, yeah. if you like. 403 403- Mm-hmm. 532-2500 if you want to give Mark a call. He'd be more yeah. happy to come out and... Get another opinion. Absolutely. Just because, yeah, it creates so much shade and it's yeah. been there a while and, yeah. No, very, like, unless it's totally, like, there's usually something we can do to help you out. Okay, okay, uh, amazing. And then I um, I also heard about the fertilizer. You were telling the other caller there, 30... Yeah. 30, 10, Not 10. 10, 10. Yep. Because I did get the sticks as well, and I put them the in. Sticks the sticks don't the really do line. a lot. Yeah. Like, okay. unless you're watering all the time to dissolve them, yeah. they're there for Which, just a maintenance, but to really give trees. And the more yeah. important thing is just the water. Like, get one of those sweating hoses, like those drip hoses, put around the out drip line of your tree, and yeah. let it go for, like, five, six hours once a week. Just to get okay. to get the get it back, get it rehydrated because it's uh, it's been hard on a lot of big spruce trees in yeah. Calgary. So yeah, and that's what the arborist said the, is watering. So my one friend said to get like one of those stakes that you kind of drill into the ground, yeah, and then the soaker hose is better because it okay. most of your spruce um, roots are surface, like they're only a foot down. Okay, and then otherwise, then okay. you have to move it around all the time, and a lot of water goes too I got deep. It. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so soaker hose. Yep. I never thought of that because I've just been moving my sprinkler off. Well, that's Great. why you phoned me. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I right. really appreciate it. Take okay. care, Jamie. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Actually, I'm getting close out of time here for this hour, and I got a couple other things just on. Ooh, what do I got here? Why do my cucumbers never grow? That's a hard one. I'll have to... We'll go to another one right now. <laughs> Good morning. What strength, 153015, do we use for weekly? I would use it about three-quarter strength if you're doing it weekly. You can just, just take it off a bit into your into your uh, water bucket or one of those little, they have the little scoop. Depends on the size of the water jug you're using. But once a week, 
even when they get full and you're full root, fully root-bound, going full strength isn't going to hurt them. And you know, this, your flowers will continue to be beautiful all the way through. And I got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And again, lots of questions and texts um, regarding like on your tr- on your shrubs and like dead branches and it, it is definitely time most of the shrubs and that should be pushing something by now i know i was out yesterday um took a little bit of time and did some of my limelight hydrangeas on the east side of our house uh in the front they finally sprouted they were taking a long time they just started so i did them yesterday quite a bit of death on them quite a bit of deadwood some of them I took right down to the ground because I seen some stuff coming up from the bottom and they were just they would look too wonky if I didn't do that. So I figured it was time to uh, rejuvenate a few of those as well. So if you're seeing any of that dead, it's definitely get out there, remove all the dead. If it's really lopsided, you can also even them up. Just if you have one side that's really higher than the other, just take that one down a bit, even up, so that way you get nice even growth all the way through. I'm going to go to Joyce now. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Merle. I'm looking for miracles. There you go. We made it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, that was your fault, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need 100%. Your, you 100%. Need your glasses, but we won't pick on you. <laughs> How so, can I help you? Golden elders. Yep. Cedars. Raspberries. Yep. Roses. What the heck is going on? Well, most of those, like the uh, the golden elders, you do need to cut back right down to the ground for the most part. Yeah. Um, a lot of the deadwood. Never had to. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Most people do though. Like a lot of the elders need to get remove the deadwood um, in the springtime. Raspberries, yeah. same thing. Remove the. You'll sort of if you're looking into them, you'll see the gray and the brown wood. <laughs> remove all the gray. There are some sometimes raspberries as they get older. They're a lot of work, and especially if they've been left for a couple of years. Oh, they've yeah. just been producing like crazy. I was driving me crazy. That's awesome. Picking them every day, and now I've got nothing. Yeah, it's well. They're just starting to push, right? So this, if you can, if Hang you're on. looking in there and you're seeing the different color bark, yeah, you remove the gray. Yeah, well, that's a lot of it. Yeah, and the same with the rose bushes. Absolutely. I don't know. You sell rose bushes, do you? <laughs> Lots of roses. Yeah, we probably have uh, probably one of the biggest rose garden selections uh, in Calgary. We uh, have lots, probably 500 roses right now in stock, so every oh. color. What lots. about bedding out plants? Got anything left? Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. No. Wow. You know, we've, uh, we live at the end of, wrong end of town. Yeah, but it's not bad. If you jump on the 22 or the Stony Trail, it, actually I can get all the way to out yep. by Airdrie in no time. So. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, yeah, no, we're fortunate. Um, Zoe has done a great job, good relationships with our growers, yeah, and uh, she's secured um, annuals, and we still have petunias, wow. lots of sweet peas. So if anybody's looking for sweet peas, we got lots of sweet peas, stuff that we don't normally have that we have harder yeah. to get. It's kind yeah. of funny. We got lots of sweet peas, lots yeah. of basil. Uh, and some of the stuff that you normally have harder time selling, we're totally out of. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting how it how it goes. So uh, yeah, well, I got lots of sweet peas put in. I went to Diane. Oh, nice. Yeah, we took a drive. Good. Was it a good visit out there? Did oh, you? Oh, super lady. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so if you're looking for some things, we have some blue salvia, which is gorgeous and does really good in hot spots. So we got lots of that, lots of canna lilies, lots yeah. of yeah. We have quite a few annuals left, so lots of spikes, lots of stuff. So really. Absolutely. So I got to wait for a miracle for this cedar. You think it's gone? Well, if cedars are brown, they're done. Like this, okay. they don't come back. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I wouldn't waste my Uh-oh. effort. Treat them. They're an annual. It's sort of a fifty-fifty at best. Average thirty percent survivor on on cedars. So. So it's gone. Yep. Uh oh. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Another flower bed coming up. There you go. Okay. All right. Thanks, Joyce. Have a good day. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and where I'm at, I can go to Karen up at the top. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, I just want to follow up from, thanks for back answering me on the text. I, I have the Ohio buckeye that's Okay, yeah. Pretty tired. One of my favorite trees. And I know. And they should too. have been popped out by now a bit more, but they're a hardwood as well. So these dry falls are really, because a lot of these trees aren't native to our area, right? So the softer woods are like poplars, aspens, stuff like that. Um, but so a lot of this hardwood stuff that we bring in here, it, it's we have to nurture them a bit more. So Okay, so I just want to confirm, you said Rage Plus. Now, I just don't, how much, it's a three mils per liter, but how I mean, So if you mix in a, like a 22-liter pail, on that size of tree, I'd probably do four pails around it. So I'd give the tree a good water first, okay. and then fill up four pails and just do those along the drip line. Okay. Okay. That sounds. And so, in that bottle, does like I said, three hundred and thirty liters. So. Okay. It okay. gives you about what the twenty-two gives you, what are fifteen or sixteen buckets per bottle. Okay. So. All right. Okay. I'll do that. Um, and do you think I should? So it should sort of pop back this year. I hope so. It should. Like it's okay. uh, the Rage Plus. I've seen it done some great things, and you're right at the perfect time. We're just about. We got some moisture coming in the ground, which is good. And we're going to get some heat coming up, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. And so this is when, like, it's sort of right around the time, like, we've had quite a few um, customers in the past. Um, they take a picture of their birch tree right around June right now. Uh-huh. They start using the Rage Plus, and then by July 15th, the, the birch trees have leafed right out to the top. Okay. And, yeah. and the Rage Plus, so... I would do it, like I said, I would do it every five days. That's a big old Buckeye, so it needs yeah. a bit of loving. So. Okay, and so it's okay. Like the drip line is going to be right in the grass there. So. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. Yep. Okay. Nope. Um, can I just ask you a quick one? Sure. I know you just mentioned about the shrubs. I've got, I mean, in my spireas, I've got, I don't know what the other shrubs are, and I know I've got some burberries. They're like just still pretty dead, so just cut off all that dead. I just don't. Yeah, see. it is. It's again a lot of the like the barberries and certain things that they're just not they're not native to our area. Yeah. and it's we've had the dry falls, which we like because it's it, it's like last year right up till December fifteenth or sixteenth. I can't remember what it was. Real close to there, it was nice, right? Like we were selling Christmas trees. Yeah. We had, it wasn't warm, it wasn't cold. It was, but then all of a sudden we got all the snow in January. And through Christmas there, and it was, the ground was already frozen at that point, so the moisture doesn't get in there. So there's nothing oh. in there for the plant. So when it goes to leaf out in the spring, there's nothing in there to hydrate all that new foliage. So what it just automatically does, it just, it shuts down parts of it. 
and they oh. get freeze dried. So it just okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe Rage Plus them too. Absolutely, just cut them back. If they're like I said, if they're lopsided on some of those shrubs, you can just do them right yeah. to the ground, okay. and then they'll sprout up from the bottom. Okay. And uh, but yeah, Rage Plus is great. Uh, fifteen thirty fifteen is another good one, but uh, on some of that, especially on the buckeye, I, I'd give it the Rage Plus. Okay, and do you have the ambush at your? I have a yes, we a do. Perch, so now's a good time to do that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, love your show. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank so you. Bye bye. All right, I think I'll do one more before I take a break. We're going to go to Marlise. Good morning, Marlise. Yeah. Hi. Hopefully, you can solve <laughs> a mystery which puzzled me this year. Okay. Uh, the facts are the plant hibiscus, uh, indoor plant, yep. is uh, about 15 plus years old. Every year it has uh, about five to seven pink uh, blossoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag indicated hibiscus pink. And this year the last uh, blossom on top of the largest bunch came out red. I can't believe it, honestly. Yeah. It, they, what happens is they sometimes because they've been hybrid out, right? Uh-huh. So they'll sometimes start reverting back to their their original color. Um, oh, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, no, which kind of uh, you can take it as a blessing, or <laughs> yeah, I I I t- showed my daughters and they were so surprised they had no explanation. Yeah, no, I've seen them sometimes. Like it's and that's somewhat what a lot of plants will do. Some they'll they'll revert back to yeah. what they were hybrid out of like oh. so especially on an older one so it'll have more of those red jeans in it oh, or it looked so gorgeous yeah. and, oh it was beautiful and usually the first blossom arrives usually in august and they see it was april so yeah. I, 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 it's true. that's good though <laughs> that's that's and they and the hydro or the uh hibiscus yeah. they like the 30 10 10 fertilizer too Okay, I will. I will give that. Just make sure you water them first and then fertilize. Yeah, right. Always. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now thanks, Marlies. Yeah, going on. and that's it. Don't they just revert back once in a while? And that's like I said. I uh, yeah. take it as a good thing. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks, Marlies. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's Trusted Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Just got a picture in on the text to, I think it was, yeah, actually it was today too. Um, These little nuisances are growing all over my front yard. Do you know what they are? It looks like the creeping bellflower has gotten into your lawn. Um, So what I would use is Kill-X. And then I would also try and use our Green It Up Lawn for Ledge to help choke them out. And uh, hopefully that will help out on that. And she has something is wrong with my cherry tree. Only one limb has any growth. Can I snap? I can snap that. What can I do? On that one, and unfortunately, again, that one falls into um, the trees and shrubs that I was talking about, the, the hardwood trees, the fruit trees like that just suffer the desiccation. You can try and give it some Rage Plus right now and see if you can push some life into that because it looks like it's leafing out only on the bottom part of it. So I would uh, maybe try some some Rage Plus on that. Um, but other than that, you're just going to have to prune a bunch of that deadwood off and uh, and start fresh on it, unfortunately. So 
And I'm going to go to the phone lines now. I'm going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, well, I have a bag of wildflower seeds here. For They're supposed to be for bee friendly. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's too late to plant them. No, right now is a great time. Because the ground, a lot of the seeds and stuff are just getting um, warmed up. Like the germination and stuff like that in the ground is just warming up. Are you going to do them in pots or in this, right in the ground? In the ground. Yep. No, right now you'll be still fine. Oh, okay. I didn't want to plant them and then have, to have them bloom no, for the bees. So. <laughs> today's a good day to do it. Even if you want to get out there, give it a little raking to loosen it up, sprinkle them over, and then give it a little rake again um, just to help bury them, and uh-huh. you're good to go. Keep them watered, and uh, you'll see a little quicker success. Okay, thank you very much, Because a lot of times if you do it too early, they just sit there anyways. So okay. sometimes like they'll germinate a lot faster when we have the heat, right? So, And we're planning to do it out in the back where there's forest, so it'll be more of a wild land. Yeah, nice. And then just, like I said, try and get some water, take a water can out there every so often, okay. just give them a little shot extra. Okay, thank you so much for your help. All right, bye-bye. 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 All right, I'm going to go to Larry. Good morning, Larry. Hey, Merle. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, we've got a bunch of uh, grass that's been packed down from walking. Yeah. I'd like to uh, either put dirt on top of it or get a sod cutter and cut it and put dirt underneath. Is there a limit to how thick new dirt can go on top of sod and the sod will keep growing through it? Um, is there is there life there a bit right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, usually if you put an inch or so, but I would just give it a good fertilizer first um, because that really helps recover. Like if you're using our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer um, with the high middle number, it makes a lot of the grass will recover a lot quicker from that winter packing down. But if there's life there, you can go an inch on top, put a little bit of grass seed in there too if you like, and, uh, and it should just come right through there. So about an inch is max if you want yeah, to if, inches, if you have you a real yeah you might just bury it depends if it's a real healthy lawn and you want to do a top dressing I've seen people put two inches on and it'll gobble it up but if it's already struggling we don't want to we don't want to bury it right okay great righty. there Thank you go much. thanks Larry bye bye all right let's go to Bill good morning Bill hi good morning how uh, can I help yard you is- yard is completely scraped down to clay. Okay. Uh, there was ants in the previous lawn, and I'm wondering what i do to put a brand new lawn in. What would you do right from the clay? Right from the clay, I would just ensure that my yard is graded properly, so ensuring that the, the sub-base, like the clay base, isn't sloped towards the house or to anywhere right. else that you're going to cause you, because a lot of times that's what happens. Um, so ensuring that that is built up properly, have you got proper drainage, and, and then I would put four to six inches of loam over top. Okay. And, and what uh, kind of loam? Like, just screen loam. Yep, just screen loam. Is great. Just the good okay. black screen loam is perfect. Okay. And and if you're doing sh- flower beds and that and on the borders, on those ones to build them up, you can add the garden mix or something like that a little bit more if you want to do that on your borders and stuff like that. But if you're just doing grass, um, and then what I would do is you just roll it a few times, rake it, roll it, just to make sure you get all the bumps, get it nice. So all the prep work you do will make it real nice to ensure that you're going to end up with that nice lawn. And then I'd roll the grass out, and typically what I do is I always lay in my perimeter first. 
I always lay because that way you get a nice edge all the way around, and then I lay the center part into the edges. That way you don't end up with little chunks on the ends, and they dry out quicker. So, okay, excellent. And then fertilizer again, our green up lawn fertilizers is great for new lawns because it has that high mill number. It's going to build the root system up, and as far as watering, you want to sort of go three times a day for the first week, sort of 15, 20 minutes each time. And then uh, after a week, you can only once a day is going to be lots. And then once you get past that week, if you go sort of every two or three days, it's fine. So I'm right down to clay now, and I see that there's still some ants. Is there anything I should do? I would, Yeah, you could definitely get the ant out, um, give them a spray with that to help get rid of that. Okay, excellent. I really appreciate that. Yeah. No worries. And then, like I said, if when you're ordering your sod, just to, and each roll of sod is 10 square feet when you go to order your sod. So if you just measure length times width, get your square footage, and then you should be good to go. Okay, super. And uh, you sell all that, do you? Absolutely. Yeah, we have everything down at the garden center. And you can order your sod usually the day before by noonish, and then we'll get it to you the next day. Okay, thank you very much. All righty. Take, Take care. care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we got a bit of time. I'm going to go to Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? Um, we have a cabin out at Fairmont, and I was wondering if there's any trees that can be planted on a septic field. Um, Not really. You don't really want to. Yeah, I know. That's what they said. <laughs> but I thought maybe there was something with more shallow roots or that wouldn't affect it. Yeah, I'm not really uh, on a septic field. You want to mowed grass is your best thing because it helps okay. percolate the field, enables it to breathe and do what you have it there for. Okay, just okay. mowed grass. Make it's it's great for fields, like great for kids to play on because it's it's obviously doesn't stink or nothing. It's underneath there, but then you're not messing with your field because the last thing you want to do is is mess yeah. with that, and then you have yeah. bigger issues than not having a tree. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. No problem. It was good to find out. Um, and I have one other question. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some Calgary junipers, I think they're called. They're kind of the low junipers. And uh, they got a lot of brown in them last year. Yeah. So we've been cutting it out. But will they come back or do they need to be replaced? Um, they will not come back for the most part. Okay. If you've taken more than I would just... Um, for the most part, just get rid of them and start fresh. Okay. Okay. Great. That well, was my good question. There you, you go. Much. All right. No worries. Thanks, Sharon. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Enjoy your vacation and spot out there in Fairmont. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And we're almost out of time here to take a break. It says here, I got a quick question. My bleeding heart plant was beautiful until a couple of days ago when it rained overnight. Now it looks like it's been beaten to the ground. <laughs> Will it come back? Um, it probably won't come back a ton. Um, the bleeding hearts are sort of your, they're an early spring come and, and then they're almost done. But prune off any of the broken branches, stuff like that, and give it a shot of fertilizer, 15-30-15, and, uh, and hopefully it will regrow and come back to its uh, luscious glory that it was at before it got beaten down by the rain. And before I get beaten down by Gord, I better take a commercial break. And for the news you're listening to, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I need to go to the phone lines. I'm going to go to further south. I'm going to go down to Diana down in Pincher Creek. Good morning, Diana. Good morning, Merle. Gosh, it's wet. Yeah, are you guys getting lots down there as well? I guess oh, yeah, you're a little bit more from where I hear. It would be better if it wasn't quite so cold. We've only got like four degrees, I think. Um, it's chilly, but the sweet peas absolutely love it. That's what I was going to say. They, I was going to say they, uh, they love that. Uh, yeah, uh, they love this. They're they're happier than anything. Um, the reason I wanted to call in, Merle, is that I'm getting calls going. When are you coming to spruce it up? I don't. Like, we're, we're, we're okay, planning with the on COVID, doing that. This, yeah, with the COVID, we did discuss it, but really with the COVID, does anybody need to be traveling when they probably shouldn't be? Um, so We could still, it, it really depended on yourself. We we okay. we have a fair, like we're fully open and we, we have a big outdoor space and we've had AHS and Occupational Health and Safety out, making sure we're following all the physical distancing rules. Um, we have signs, and we limit okay. people inside the store. But if we were to set something up outside, we could probably look at doing something um, for sure for you. Okay, well, but you let me know when that we would should work, probably do I it in the next. Inquiries, yeah, just, we should probably know, do it difficult. even next weekend or something like that would be great. Sounds so. wonderful. And Sounds you wonderful. have my contact, so just give me a shout and uh, yeah. reach me at the store, and we'll uh, get something set up. That would be absolutely lovely, Merle. It would. And I was going to keep you updated on my hawthorn tree. Yes. Because I did not make it up to Calgary to get the balsam. And I was sort of in a panic, and what do I do? So I have tried bridge grafting. Okay. And half the tree seems to be coming back. Now, I'm wondering if that's not just the the energy it had in the box that was left. Um, or whether I've actually achieved anything, I think it's going to be a long-term process to know if this worked. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And it typically is with a lot of those trees, like the harder wood too, like they take a bit to bind their tissues together and when, when you do that and to get the full results, right? Right, right, yes. So I'm I'm not going to sort of phone you and go, oh, wow, it's wonderful, it worked. But you it did was, it early you know, enough, we'll though, see. when it's just starting to push. So it sounds like you probably had the right timing in place. So, Well, that'll be by pure luck more than judgment, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But anyway, no, the sweet peas are actually looking quite fantastic. They really are. So, um, no, this will be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, if we, if we could, I guess if we want to talk about it next week and then maybe plan for the following week, but we're getting a little bit later for planting, um, sweet peas, aren't we getting, we're getting a bit late. I mean, they sort of need to be in the ground, but I wanted to sort of, you know, tell people I am still open down here. It yeah. can come down. I mean, so how, in, from Calgary, what it's two hours to your place, two, two hours. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it can be done. Yes. It can be done. So but I was... Bailey Hill Greenhouses, right? Yes. So if anybody wants to go visit Diana, and we might be a little bit late um, for the calorie thing, but if if you want to go down and see Diana, she has a great spot. And we did uh, Joyce from Airdrie. She came down to see, as she said. So. She did. She made a long trip all the way down here. And, uh, yeah, she seems really happy, so that's really good. Awesome. So it is nice. I know it's a long way for people to come. But it's so. a gorgeous drive. Like it's a. It's mm-hmm. not like you're you're just driving. Yeah, and no offense the... to Saskatchewan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, if you come down twenty two, it's one of the best trips in oh, the whole country. It's beautiful. 
you know, it is lovely. So I'll have to advise people to come down. And it is getting a bit late. If it suddenly gets hot, of course, we can only hope. But um, But next year, let's plan it and we'll advertise it. We'll get you on the show and then we'll get you here the following week so everybody knows that you're going to be coming. And uh, and then we can get everybody lined up properly for the for the sweet pea season. That's it. That's it. That's what I've been telling people. Mo. Awesome. It was just I've been I've been doing that. I said, you know, this was just not the year it was probably going to happen. No, none of us planned it, and yeah. I'm sure you've been busy this year at the garden center. Oh, it's been absolutely. It, it's a lovely year. I mean, <laughs> no, as far as that goes, um, it's been good for 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 us. And but it, we it, it was a big change, right, for all of us operators. Um, ensuring that the safety of our of our team and all the customers and things like that it's it's not the same but it's been so good i've been i'm so proud of our team very proud of all our customers all of spruce peeps that come out and see us it's been everyone's been patient they they distance it's it's been very phenomenal so i'm very very fortunate so i think i think for all of us it's been a very sharp learning curve and it's a new way of looking at things well your instincts kick in right like if someone tell you need to to stay do that distancing it becomes quite easily and and natural so that's it awesome that's it thank you so much all right thank you bye-bye bye all right, and I'm going to go to Jeff on the phone line. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you doing, Merle? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Uh, I've got some uh, perennial herbs to plant, uh, rosemary, thyme, sage, stuff like that. Yep. And I just want to know, I've got some planter boxes coming. They're like 30 inches by 12 inches by 12 yep. inches. And what kind of soil should I put in? On those ones, I would just use the black gold, all-purpose, organic potting soil. That would be perfect for that. Black gold. Black gold. Just like watching the old Beverly Hillbillies, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know how old you are if you remember that, but, oh, Jed. That's when TV was good, eh? Nothing better. All right. But that that stuff is great. It, it's a soilless mix. It's organic. It's great for growing all your veggies and herbs and things like that. So, perfect. All right. And for, for overwintering those boxes, like, um, is it something that I can put in a garage, or they're gonna do well out, stay uh, outside, or, or? Um, for the most part, you can just leave them outside. Um, if you want to haul them in inside, you can, but I think they're going to dry out. Are you going to try and hopefully that some of them might winter in that box? Yeah. That's yeah. Hope, just yeah. water them good in the fall and even just cover them with a bit more of the soil or something like that. Just to mound them up a little bit like after they've gone through the first frost. And then oh, just, yeah, and that'll help. And then water it really well. And then hope, and you can move it into a shadier location would definitely be helpful. Okay, sounds good. And fertilizing, anything? Fifteen thirty fifteen is great for for all that. Um, twenty 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 is a great all purpose fertilizer for for veggies and and herbs and things like that. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, but uh, I'm going to need to give away something. We're going to give away a hundred dollar gift card to. 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So if you'd like to win that, um, give me a call, and we'll take the third caller. And that will be the winner, and we'll get that from Gord. We'll get that all set up, and the winner will receive a $100 gift card towards 1-800-GOT-JUNK. 
junk, and they get rid of it for you. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roll Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines. And, but first of all, I'm going to say congratulations to Joel Sawyer. He was the winner of the 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card. So there you go. Hopefully we can get rid of some of that junk for you there, Joel. And uh, again, from our good friends at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And I'm going to go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Yes, good morning, uh, Merle. How can Uh, I help you? Yeah, we have some uh, junipers in our front yard that are almost serving as a hedge. They're almost about waist high. And we're noticing this year they're really brown. They don't seem to be coming back as healthy as they have in the past. And as a matter of fact, even walking around our neighborhood, we're noticing a lot of similar things. Our neighbors having the same issue. Is there it, is something it, going on this year? Yeah. You? Well, it's been the last couple of years. It's just um, the it's been really dry, like in in the fall, and that's what does them in because they go to they we go into winter time, and it's too and it's been too dry, and there's just nothing left for it when it goes through the winter, and we get those dry winds, and it just sucks the moisture right out of it. There's winter desiccation, and then they freeze dry. Um, other thing that's been going on with some of those bigger junipers like that is a lot of the mice over the winter, like once we got through the drought, if that wasn't a problem, and then we got all that snow cover, and it kept them buried all winter long. We didn't get any Chinooks, it seems, from January on. Um, the mice and the voles got into a lot of our junipers and and chewed all the bark off the main all those stems. Ah. So look out there and see if they look like all the bark's been chewed off. That also will do them in because then that just releases all the moisture and that in the in the leaves or in the needles, and then they just die off. Yeah, I know there's mice around it because we have a neighborhood uh, cat. One of our neighbor's cats sits on our steps between the junipers, and I've often seen when we have a little bit of snow. The mouse uh, footprint. So yeah, we do have uh, mice down there. I'm sure. Yeah, and part of and that's what happens though is in when we have winters with snow cover like that, when nothing melts, the mice and the voles have free reign, and they're and they can just go because they, they just tunnel underneath there, and none of the predators can see them. So like none of the hawks or anything else can see them, and they can just go on the merry way and cause all kinds of damage. So. So will they come back at all? Should should we water them? Should we fertilize them? What should- um, it depends how bad they are. Unfortunately, if they're if there's like over fifty percent gone, I would almost just look at unfortunately ripping them out. <laughs> it's gonna be a big job. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and that's really honestly, to, for them to come back, it's gonna take a long time before they ever look good. Right. So that would be my suggestion: is almost look at uh, removing them and, and go from there. Okay. Well, because of our location, too, we're right at, they're right at the edge of the sidewalk. If I was to rip them out, I would prefer to replace them with a uh, juniper that stays really close to the ground. Is there such a thing or a horizontal juniper or something? Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, I like the the blue tam is a nice one. We have quite a few ones that just crawl as well. One of the best things to do, like I think I probably have 10 varieties sitting in the tree lot right now, even if you just walk through the, and all the ones I bring in are hardy for our area. Right. We also have a creeping pine, a creeping mountain pine, which is awesome. Creeping mountain pine. I've never yeah, heard. It, it, it makes it, it looks more like a feature, but it's even hardier than the juniper. And right. that's one I really like using. Um, gives a little bit of a feature, but uh, that, the best way is to sort of walk through 
and just sort of see what you like. And uh, like I said, we, we have a very, we're fully stocked right now. We have, probably have 10 varieties of junipers out there. And uh, and then you can pick it out and you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, it's going to take me some time to get the, the existing ones out. Like I say, I'm... Oh, I'm, they're a lot of work. And it depends what they are. You might even look at hiring a bobcat company or something to come in and uh, and dig out and then bring in some fresh loam after you remove all the big root balls and stuff. Right, right. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for your help. All right. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, that's how it goes, and and this has been a very hard year on a lot of the older plant life here in Calgary. So, but right now, I'm going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Merrill. How can I help you? Uh, I have uh, heard of a lawn grass. Now, I don't know if it'll grow here, but apparently, farther south, it's called buffalo grass. Okay. And it grows, it's supposed to top out at about six inches. It sounds um, like it's a fescue. It sounds like it's our eco-lawn. We have a blend of fescues, and there's five different fescues in our bag of eco-lawn. Yeah. And that, it sounds like it grows exactly that deep root, drought resistant, gets about six, seven inches tall. Yeah. It's really fine. It's really quite nice. It's a lighter green. Yeah. Sorry, the cat just misbehaved. Oh, that happens. <laughs> but <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, so... Um, you, you need to water it really well at first to get it going, but once yeah. it's once it's growing, it's very durable. Okay, so what did you call it's it? It's called Ecolon. Ecolon. Yeah. And we have it in the big bags or we have smaller bags as well. Ah, well, one of these days I'm going to have to clean out what I've got because it it takes an awful lot of water, and at Nanton here, we are always short of water. So, and that's where using our fertilizer will help you a lot too, because you're going to build a really nice, healthy root system, and you probably water half as much when you're using our fertilizer. Yeah. Because it, because all the other ones they grow, it's thirty ten ten or something like that, or thirty zero four. Yeah. So it gets it green on top. But then you have to keep watering, but there's no root system. Right. So when you're using the Green It Up lawn fertilizer, um, it builds a good, really heavy root system. Mm-hmm. So it becomes very durable. It rebounds after animal damage or mouse damage or dog damage. And also you water half as much because there's, the roots are going down into the soil and uh-huh. it doesn't need to be watered all the time. So Okay, sounds good. All right, and you're not too far. You're just down the road, so... Yeah, well, I did a couple of deliveries out to Natton when we were doing the the delivery during when we were shut down during the the, oh, really? the, the heavy part of pandemic. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So Ooh. made her down to Natton High River. I sort of, I, they always give me the outer outskirts, and I did the tour <laughs> <laughs> the tour of Southern Alberta. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, Jean. Well, thank you. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right, I need to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. And uh, if I've responded to your text, I'm trying to get through them all. There is a lot. I'm keeping them fairly abbreviated, and hopefully I'm not offending anybody. I'm doing um, quick typing and uh, hopefully it'll make sense and just trying to answer them all as there's lots but you might get a few abbreviated answers I'm just uh, not trying to be rude or anything I hope uh, you all take it that way thank you so much and I'm gonna go to Jane in Bicycle. good morning Jane 
Good morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I really appreciate your show and your information. Thank you. I have a little bit of um, experience in terms of junipers that we removed. Yeah. And my husband got a system. Because it's close to the patio, you can't yank them out. And same with this gentleman by his sidewalk. Yeah. So if, if you get a good reciprocating saw or, you know, something like that, you can't use a chainsaw into the dirt. He cut down, he dug around, and then he cut the roots off. Yeah. And dug it out, and actually, it was surprisingly not so onerous. Yeah. So it might be something people want to try. But my junipers, I lost four, and they were all the golden ones. Okay. This is a Gold Coast, the Pfizer. Most of them were like five, ten years old. Yeah. So if there's something else that's yellowy gold, like that lime green color that we could do in a hardy yeah, uh, absolutely. There's quite a few of the nine barks and some of the barberries are nice and hardy and spirea. Yeah, that yeah would... but they're not evergreen. Yeah, no, not yellow evergreen. No, there's none. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, so that, that tells me that part. Thank you. And for my lawn, something good for you. Um, I ran out of your fertilizer on my back lawn, my garden lawn. Yeah. And now you can see the exact demarcation where it quit. It's beautifully emerald green where I fertilized and kind of a lime <laughs> green where we had to stop. Oh, so that tells you that it works. And you know what? I, I seen it. Like We have a little campground at the bottom of Spruce It Up, and I had my son down there. He fertilized. And I yeah. go, hey, did you get the whole campground done? He goes, oh, yeah, I know I got it all done, Dad. Don't, don't worry, Dad. I said, That's well, you know true. that this fertilizer works, right? I'm going to be able to tell where you didn't get it, right? And he goes, uh, so now same thing. Uh, three quarters of the campground is nice and green yeah. and one part isn't. So I took, a, took him down there, show him, hey, said, hey, look. <laughs> so we fertilized the other half, so. Thank you. But my question about my lawn is yep. I put in new grass about three, three or four years ago, that part like reduced my garden considerably. Yep. And now I've got um, a lot of dead patches. I don't have a, a dog on it, but it looks like that. It looks like dog patches. Yeah, there's been a cinch bug going through as well. Oh. Yep. So just give those areas a good rake, put a little bit of top dressing in there, a little bit of grass seed, and then if you get our fertilizer back going, it'll help recover those areas really well as as well. Those same areas seem to be infested with small little ants. Yeah. Yeah. Do I do I treat those with diatomaceous before I do all the rest of this? After, after, like do all the raking and everything first, and then do the diatomaceous, then some soil, and then the grass seed, and then the fertilizer, and then you're good. Gotcha. But there's no point in raging any of that. Um. No, it won't do anything on those for your grass. You just want to. You have to rake it out the the cinch. Put a little bit of loam in there. Reseed. What is the bug? Yes, Wait, it's the a bug. bug. It's a cinch, cinch bug. It is gets in there and chews out little spots in our grass. We've yeah. had a fair bit um, of that this year and last year going through Calgary area. Do we use ambush on it or anything? Um, no, you could use pure spray green is one that we've recommended. You probably could use uh, ambush on it as well um, if you have that. Um, the pure spray green works quite well. In your grass, you just got to be careful with some of the chemicals in your grass. You just don't want to do it when it's too hot. You want to do it earlier in the morning when it's cool or on a cloudy day. You just don't want to get out there and burn your grass either. Okay. Unfortunately, I did. I think burned it with Saigon. I still have Uh. Saigon. I (laughs) did my 
my birch leaf miner. Yeah. And in the holes where I put water in, where it bubbled up, I've got I've got polka dots on my lawn now. Yeah, there, it's probably one. It's always good to mix your fertilizer. Don't pour it in straight. Um, this is the Saigon that yeah, I use. No, you same. You should mix it with water first. Always fill your container with water and then add your product to the water. Okay. And then pour it into your thing. And make sure you're not nowhere near an elm tree if you still have some Saigon. Because oh. it'll fry the leaves off your elm tree. Okay, no, I'm okay. I just used it on that birch. But will that grass come back? where I've got these yeah, yeah, d- absolutely. Yeah, again, if you're using our fertilizer, it helps, makes yeah. your bluegrass nice and invasive. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. right. Appreciate your help. Thank All right, you. thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, unfortunately, this is the end of the show. I'm going to answer Dolores, Matt, Jane, Dwight, and Tony. If you'd like to wait online, I will um, get to you guys. And uh, until next week, we'll get our garden on again here on 770 CHQR.